How you doing? How you doing? This is Robert Russler from Weird Science, and you're listening to The Skeleton Crew. I didn't want to just be a bodybuilding champion. I wanted to be the best bodybuilder of all times. Dig deep down and ask yourselves, who do you want to be? Not what, but who. I'm talking about figuring out for yourselves what makes you happy. You have to think outside the box. That's what I believe after all. What is the point of being on this earth if all you want to do is be liked by everyone and avoid trouble? We have so many rules in life about everything. I say break the rules, not the law, but break the rules. Don't be afraid to fail. Anything I've ever attempted, I was always willing to fail. Don't be afraid of making decisions. You can't be paralyzed by fear of failure, or you would never push yourself. You keep pushing because you believe in yourself and in your vision. And you know that it's the right thing to do. Success will come, so don't be afraid to fail. I mean, how many times have you heard that you can't do this, and you can't do that, and it's never been done before? So pay no attention to the people that say it can't be done. If I were to listen to the naysayers, I would still be in the Austrian Alps yodeling. I would never have come to America. I always listened to myself and said, yes, you can. You never want to fail because you didn't work hard enough. Work your butt off. I always believe leaving no stone unturned. No pain, no gain. When you're out there partying, washing around, someone out there at the same time is working hard. Someone is getting smarter and someone is winning. Just remember that. You can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in the pocket. This is Tom Atkins. Skeleton crew. Thrill me. All right, it is the Skeleton Crew, and we are back for the last show of 2013. It has been a, a long journey. It's been a great year because this is the year that Jamie Jenkins joined the Skeleton Crew, and she is family. Jamie, it's been exactly one year. Yay, has it already? <laughs> it's kind of flew by. I was... You know, I was actually looking over the list of movies that we've covered this year, and and Mama is on the list, and I was like, God, really? That was this year? And oh. I just, it seems like it was forever ago, and I just, I feel like I've been with you guys forever, and but I'm, I'm glad. You know, I love you. Yeah, you you hopped on for the Black Christmas versus Black Christmas show, That's which right. was like late December, the show before the last one of December, and then you joined us for Texas Chainsaw Massacre retrospective. Mm-hmm. The rest is history. 
It was on, yeah. <clears throat> Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining. Uh, it's you really, you know, breathe new life into the show. We, Dan and I, were a little, you know, kind of lost direction, and then you know, you just came in and Dan, you did something to Dan. He's just become a uh, hundred times better. I'm, I still suck, and you're here now, and it's it's so much. Uh, I don't know. I've had so much more fun this year. So thanks a lot, and it's been great having you on. Thanks. He just warmed all my. I totally thoughts. concur. Totally, a hundred percent. Um, agree with Alex and Jamie. I want to say something about you too, baby girl. Now, you know how some people have talent, and then some people have, you know, just drive, even though they suck. That's me. And blow at the same time, and you just you really do wish those people would stop. Hey. Yeah. Well, you know, Alex, we need. I don't need to send you another email, do I? Um, no. <laughs> I'll get you. I'll write you a fucking uh, card during fucking fifth period English. I mean, you you just add so much to the show, Jamie. And I feel like um, a lot of people, you know, would say, "Oh, you just wanted fucking uh, you you just wanted to tit up the show." Let's just face it, dude. I got man boobies the size of the fucking moon. Let's. Oh my god, he keeps telling people. And their <laughs> and their fucking hairy nipples and. Hair. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know what? It, it, what are we fucking into the 70s now as far as uh, the show numbers go? If you don't know I'm a loser by now, you're a loser. <laughs> you're a fucking retard. If you don't know he's a loser, you're a loser. Yeah, exactly. Time, We're all losers together. Hey, who's a loser? We a loser. <laughs> but I do love Jamie. I love everything she adds. She has that flavor, that chemistry, that charisma, and and she's got that knowledge. And she has like 20 cats running around the house. Crazy, right? Oh, I don't have 20. I mean, she has her mute button. <laughs> yeah. She has, uh... yeah, right? <laughs> she has all those other shows that she doesn't promote us on. I love her. That is bullshit. She's got a backup mute, guys. She's got a backup mute button. I'm sure she does. other shows. You both, you losers, were just on liking it. Oh damn it! You're right, Jamie. Jamie, that's the, Great um, Thank you. That's the episode that we were on that made in, into the top ten. I believe we were number eight. Well, it's only one this month. Yeah, you. It's only one a month. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only way it's gonna be on. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't because of us, dude. <laughs> Jamie, I'm proud that you got yeah, out. Yeah, the and- Halloween special was number seven. I think you guys dragged me down. <laughs> <laughs> They're like those two guys from the other show. Fuck it. <laughs> that show was a blast, dude. Right? Yeah. I'm gonna kill you. Lyrics coming at you with supersonic speed. You assuming I'm a human. What I gotta do to get it through to you? I'm superhuman, innovative, and I made a rubber so that anything you say is ricocheting off of me and it'll glue you. And devastating more than ever, demonstrating how to give a motherfucking audience a feeling like it's levitating, never fading. And I know the haters are forever waiting for the day that they can say I fell off to be celebrating. Cause I know the way to get them motivated. I make elevating music. You make elevator music. Oh, he's too mainstream. Well, that's what they do when they get jealous, they confuse it. It's not hip hop, it's pop. Cause I found a hell of a way to fuse it. With rock, shock rap, with dark. Don't lose yourself, I make them lose it. I don't know how to make songs like that. I don't know what words to use. Let me know when it occurs to you while I'm ripping any one of these verses. The verses you use curtains, I'm inadvertently hurting you. How many verses I gotta murder to prove that if you were half as nice as songs, you could sacrifice virgins to? Uh! School flunky, pill junkie, but look at the accolades. These skills brought me full of myself. But still, it's the end of the year. Go grab a beer and then I'll grab your ass. Just give me a pat. All right, who are you people? We're the skeleton crew officer. Alex is just fooling around. Hey, yeah, I'm just fooling around.
Yeah, can it, jackass? You say Justin hired you? Yeah, uh huh. He paying you for this? No, but we were toying with the idea of auctioning off nude photos of my breasts. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, what are you been smoking, boy? Me? Don't smoke. Causes cancer. You know what I mean. Would you just get off a spaceship or something? Colombian gold man, grass, hash, the weed, dig it? Hey, what's he talking about? Hey, don't get smart. Me? I'm as dumb as they come. Hey, not another word of you, you understand me? Really, officer, we're just trying to do a show. A show? For who? Only the coolest, craziest horror fans out there. Well, there's no crazy people around here. You kids keep your noses clean, understand? You'll be hearing from me if you don't. We ain't gonna stand for no weirdness on the radio. Alright guys, so uh, it's been a while, and that's probably a good thing. Everybody got to watch it if they care enough to even buy it, and that is Crystal Lake Memories. Everybody knows Peter, Peter Brack, Bracky, one of, one of the two. He wrote a book. He interviewed all the people on Friday the 13th, almost all of them, and wrote a book about it. And I would say that was 2004, and now 2013, he came out with, the, I don't know if it's him either, but <laughs> they came out with a documentary of the same name. You all have the Friday the 13th box set DVDs, correct? Yep. Ooh. Okay. You all have the Jason X DVD, correct? <laughs> I, I do. It might be there somewhere. <laughs> Maybe, right? Okay. Maybe. You all bought his name was Jason, correct? Yes, yeah. I did. Uh-huh. Okay. I did now, not buy it. I saw it, but I did not buy it. You watched it, though? Okay. Yes. So, between the bonus features on the box set of the DVDs, between the bonus featurette on the Jason X DVD between <laughs> his name was Jason by the time this comes out you all have to admit that the impact it had is not as strong as the impact of the Nightmare on Elm Street series simply because we knew nothing about that and so that was like an avalanche of greatness yeah this was I know this. I already know that. Oh, I don't know this. I already know that. I don't know this. I already know that. I already know that. I don't know. Oh, Monica Kino looks like shit. We could talk about what people looked like too. Yeah, every time you see it, every time you see it, they look older too. (laughs) (laughs) Every 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 shot. (laughs) They age ten years every time they go back to home. (laughs) And Corey Feldman hosted this. I thought that was really cool. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, it was around a campfire. He does. Uh, he it's, it's this is really sad too because Corey Feldman reenacts Paul Holt scene in Friday Thirteenth Part Two, and I got to tell you, man, like John Fury is a much better actor. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Corey Feldman just did not deliver, or maybe it was the directing or atmosphere just didn't didn't do it. Right, right. Yeah, I I thought, dude, I remember talking to Dan Ferris because I bug him sometimes, and he told me about that. He's like, Feldman's fucking doing this. I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, I'll definitely watch this shit. It was definitely better than his name was Jason, though, and it was, it was um, you know, at least better well done, and, and you know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. Production-wise, I really liked it, but you're right. Um, the subject matter, it was like 50-50, dude, or I might even say like 60-40, and that 60 being I knew everything. It's still great, though. It's still great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that uh, Dave has had issue with me from uh, when every time I talked about this is saying that I didn't feel like it was 
really necessary. Like I didn't feel like I had to see it, and I was kind of like, man, seven plus hours, bleh. Um, but then I sat down yeah. and watched it all in one go. So what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Um, I got sucked in. I still say I I love the fact that this is all as comprehensive as it is. I love the fact that all the information we had before is in one place and they did it extremely well. It was so well done, but I still maintain that. I don't think it's completely necessary because I don't really learn a whole lot that I didn't already know (laughs) except for, except for stuff like from the remake. But honestly, you know what I did when I was watching this? <laughs> like when they got finished doing uh, Freddy versus Jason, I got up and started to leave the room. And I was like, and then they I, they were still talking. And I was like, well, wait, what are they talking about? And why are they talking about Michael Bay? And then I was like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> I totally forgot about the remake. So I was like, oh, shit. Well, I have to watch the whole thing. So I sat down and I watched that part. And I have to say, the discussion about the remake was far more entertaining than the remake ever was. So at least there was that. Um, You are such a jerk. But (laughs) What? I hate that movie. But um, (laughs) I I did really enjoy this. Um, I can't see watching it a lot. Um, You know, like I don't, I don't frequently have seven plus hours to kill. And uh, I can never, I can never see watching it with the commentary. Dave, have you watched this with the commentary? Oh no, but thank you for reminding me because now I'm going to watch it. Oh my god, who does oh god, that? Yes. Who is going to do that? I can't. Who has time? Who <laughs> wants to? I mean, the entire thing basically is a commentary. Why would you watch commentary about a commentary? I don't understand. Aren't you the least bit curious, though? No, because they'll no. be like, okay, so so when we ask it, wait, 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 this is this is the part we at where we ask her this question. Well, here it comes. Go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, did you hear that? Yes, she answered that question. Yeah, I mean, what can they possibly say? <laughs> that would shed more light upon it. I don't. I don't know. You know. Um, notice the shadow in the corner when he's talking about you know that scene right there. Oh, that is hilarious. You know. I don't know. You, well, you watch it and tell me what you think. <laughs> I'll watch. I'll watch like part one and then I'll report to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least do part one. And I was gonna say part one was the strongest one, I think. And it's funny because I felt they dug into a lot of part one with his name was Jason, I think, and. Uh-huh. Um, somehow, this part one was a 10 for me. I thought it was a 10 out of 10 when I saw the first, uh, segment here. But, you know, one thing I forgot to add when I was saying, if you had this, if you had that, if you had that, then this is nothing new. Damn, if you had the book and you read the book, that... Yeah, which I do have, you know, and that was another reason I didn't think it was going to be completely necessary, because the book is pretty comprehensive, too. Yeah. So, I'm such a freaking geek, man. I'm such a geek. I I read the book three times, and I saw all the same shit you guys saw, and I was fucking stoked that this was coming out. I was not excited to watch it, like I said, but once I did sit down and start watching it, I did not want to stop. And it was so good that I even watched the part about the remake. So, you know, that should tell you something. Uh, It was teetering for me. Like, Dave, were you... Well, I was... Well, let's get a little specific. Like, I like some of the things, like, in the part one where they showed uh, the death of uh, the first girl, Claude, 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 the hell's her name? Who's the girl who's like, I hate when they call them kids. Oh, Annie? It's like little ghost. Annie? Annie. Annie, yeah. Claude. Claude. Or or Claudia. Is that her name? Claudia? I don't know. Claudia. They show her death and they showed pictures from it. It was so different. It was really great. It was like a machete in her throat or some shit like that. 
Um, and and guys, how crazy did Marcy look with that fucking bun hairstyle? It was like oh, gray, bl- gray blonde hair in a in like a fifties bun. I was like, some <laughs> <laughs> kind of joke. <laughs> she's a character. I, I would I would imagine knowing her in real life that she has got to be a character. Like she's the kind of person that I would like to meet just because I bet there's never a dull moment. She looks like old Hollywood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she probably smells like it too. Oh. <laughs> and it's weird because I wanted to bang her, dude. When Kevin Bacon was pulling her pants down, oh man! No, you're right. Absolutely, she was definitely that, hot back then. That's one thing about this. If you were really attracted to some of the girls in the series, looking at them now, you know, it's it's sometimes unfortunate. Sometimes it's good. Like, wow, she held up well. And but other times, probably more often than not. They do look a little, and not, not just because they're older, just because they're their lifestyle, I suppose, and you know. Yeah, because some people held up well. Yeah. And one thing I thought was really strange, you know how like the whole movie, if we we talked about how Friday Thirteenth is a complete ripoff of Psycho in a way, because it's it's every we said this on uh, two different shows, I think. Um, instead of Norman talking to his dead mom, the mom talked to her dead son. And it was almost the same thing in reverse. And I thought what was also weird is if he, they, they mentioned how um, the kill of Annie was supposed to be as good as or have the same thing as the Janet Lee kill. Like you thought Annie was going to survive the whole movie. I, I'm sorry, a girl heading over to a, a camp to, to cook for kids. <laughs> it's not as like, holy shit, it's not going to go through? She's dead? You mean she's never going to cook for the kids? Yeah, there's no setup whatsoever. Yeah, do not compare this to Psycho. You just so fucking <laughs> retarded, man. That's funny. Dumbest thing they could have ever done is compare that to Psycho. That was just so stupid. Well, and at that time, Janet Lee was someone. I mean, people were surprised. You know, if you want to compare Psycho to something or to something recent, well, I, I say recent, you know, it's not all that recent. But if you want to compare it to something a little more modern day, compare it to Drew Barrymore getting killed in Scream. You know, that was a surprise because – you know, you didn't expect. I mean, she was a big name. You didn't expect that to be taken out. You know, you didn't expect Janet Lee to be biting it that early on. But Annie, who the fuck is she? Nobody, <laughs> nobody knew who she was. Yeah, who cares if she's dead? Yeah. Now, one person here, and we're all freaks for this movie in this series. I don't think any one of us here knows what her real name is. I know I don't. It's Claude. <laughs> <laughs> Was that one of my questions from Jonathan Orr, maybe? Yeah, Jonathan Orr. Yo, what was Annie's real name? Dave, help me out here. Yo, how many buttons on his pants? Oh, poor thing. How bad bad was that? Oh, it was bad. And I I thought I, you know, I thought I'm some special guy that I was going to answer all the questions and I'm listening my first time going, all right, man, I'm going to know these. And I think I knew (laughs) the first one. And I was like, okay, not everyone knew that. And I knew it. All right. Then the other ones, I was like, what the fuck, really? <laughs> Nobody. Right. Any- How long was Ralph in the cupboard before he jumped out? <laughs> How many seconds? Go. <laughs> kind of Jeep. I still couldn't tell you what kind of Jeep she was driving, and I heard the answer, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, like none of it's retainable information. <laughs> so uh, part two was interesting because they try to make more, you know, it's funny because, <clears throat> I don't know, man, sometimes... 
movies work when you read into things and like you take elements like the reason the cop in part two was killed early is to instill helplessness i really didn't think that like i just figured that this guy died i didn't think like uh oh now they're fucked <laughs> like i don't know i just didn't get the impact i think they were going for in a lot of the friday 13th movies but it just didn't matter because i guess my mind was going somewhere else and they just different elements mattered that happens a lot. I think that people put a lot of thought into something that that they in their mind makes a big impact. But really, when people are watching it and, you know, they weren't sitting there around the table when you were talking about this. So they don't know that. So it really doesn't mean anything to anyone outside of people in the know. Yeah, but I was like, oh, well, we did that on purpose to blah, blah, blah. Who cares? It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter. A lot of the people in this thing overall, like a lot of the cast had nothing to say a lot of the times like there was so much of this like uh yeah man i was running and jason just kept coming after me and he <laughs> got me and he stabbed me man that was just crazy that shit is wax son <laughs> yeah and weren't you like okay <laughs> i was happy to see him there i didn't give a fuck i was just you know I, i've only seen it once well i'm sure you guys have also it's something well because he thought they really got killed so he was just happy to see that they had survived. <laughs> it's like they're alive <laughs> yes. holy shit demons alive <laughs> <laughs> i don't Let's know go get some burritos <laughs> i was stoked man i was stoked about the whole fucking thing and i loved every second of the experience you know i was just a bit... <laughs> seriously because there's not too much that comes out that excites me anymore. Movies, documentaries, anything. And this yeah. is something that I felt like I had been waiting, even though, you know, we already touched upon it. We had all that info prior. Yes, I, I realized that too. But I've only seen those other things once too. And my right. mind doesn't retain things as well as a lot of other people. So I was what, like... Dave, you haven't seen the eight-hour documentary more than once? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dave, I guess you can't make fun of Corey Feldman's makeup while he was talking during this? I mean, <laughs> I don't even I don't even remember Feldman doing the fucking scene in part two that you guys were talking about earlier. <laughs> Dude, you are burned out, man. <laughs> I can't it's like a beat response. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> you are so funny, dude. <laughs> my 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 memory's fucked, man. I'm what can I tell you? It's ADHD, man. Hardcore and a long fucking drug and alcohol addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but I'm, pr- I'm pretty clean now for the most part, but you know what I'm saying. Dan, remember when Adam Green was on the show and... No, not Adam Green was on the show. Remember when Adam Green um did a commentary on Friday 13th Part 4? Fuck yeah, that's one of my favorite commentaries I've ever made. <clears throat> yeah, I got that on uh, MP3. I just... I can't say I played all the time. I played it once. But <laughs> the thing is... Uh, he talked about the look that Mrs. Jarvis gave when she looked out the window at the kids getting into the, you know, the outhouses or whatever you want, whatever those, the houses. Right. Like, did she know? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, just like, why was she making that? What was the look? Is it because she know? Yeah, does she know that Jason's been killing people? If so, why would you even? It's in the paper, too. I mean, shit. Yeah, right. She's reading about it. So you think that's the, the reason, right? Right. No. No. This, this is another what-the-F moment when it comes to telling us things like Annie was supposed to be Janet Leigh, uh, you know, uh, J- the cop being killed early was supposed to make us all feel like the kids are fucked. This is another one that made no sense, and I I never got this. I, like, am I stupid? I'm not picking up on anything they're talking about. The reason Mrs. Jarvis made that look out the window when 
her kids first meet up with those kids is because we're supposed to believe that she, maybe she's the killer. Yeah, did what? anyone even for one second, even for one second, what? ever think that? <laughs> no, I mean... What? what? Are you kidding me, dude? No, it's true. It's true. That's what they said. He, what the, you just the, said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Awesome. <laughs> At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. That is idiotic. Didn't they say something else, though? Didn't she? Now, this is what I remember from it. I remember her saying that, or, or maybe someone else said, that the look she gave was just like a, a genuine look of motherly concern because, you know, her, her, her children, I mean, the people next door, and she's a little, you know, they're partying age teenagers. She's a little leery of it. And, right. Right. Well, that's it, the it, obvious. Right? Teenagers are a bad element, and, she, you know, she's, she was concerned that, you know, that they're going to, you know, be raucous teenagers and be a bad influence, basically. On Trish, dude. Yeah, because Trish seemed like a fucking, like she didn't do shit. Yeah, they're like giving her weed and shit, trying to fuck her upstairs and shit. You know, like, that's probably what she thought was going to go down if she hangs around these kids. Cause you, fuck her downstairs, that would have been totally acceptable, but fucking her upstairs, no way. That's just, yeah, it's uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and here's the one thing that always bugs me, and this happens in all of Joe's... Joe Zito has done this over and over in all these documentaries. He He keeps on saying, I wanted the kids to be more real in part four. Like... What was not real about the kids in part one through three? Except for those pothead, because that was way exaggerated. See, I always thought that he was just going, like we said, like uh, with the John Hughes element. You know, like maybe that's what he meant by real. I don't know. They're dialogue, you know? I suppose. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah. I always thought that, they're, that the kids in all the, in all the films were perfectly normal kids. You know, you, you go out and you get in trouble with your friends. That's what you do. Right. I think there's more dialogue. Yeah, it was too crazy. Don't you guys think that? There's more more dialogue between the characters. Oh, yeah. Specifically, you know, Jimbo and Ted. That's what I I think. Oh, I I do too. That's what I think Zito's saying, that there was nothing like that in the prior installments. There was a little bit. And and also the girls upstairs talking about the reputation and. The party and the twins. You do with everybody. Yeah. I mean, it felt like a kind of a romantic comedy in some senses. That's what I meant by, um, you know, John Hughes style. It's just kind of like one of those um, really good 80s movies where, you know, they just, uh, like you said, they build up characters and shit, which I think all of those themes do. That's why it's pretty much my favorite movie. Well, <laughs> I flip-flop between that and two, but yeah, man, but it's just so good, man. And, and that's, that's definitely... The key to that movie is is having the characters built up by the end, and even then, it's like you know, like when Crispin Glover gets it and shit. Like we we still knew everybody was gonna die, but I think by the time I saw it, I actually you know that's fucking that's George McFly, and you know, so that to me was like he was like the main character to me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, when he died, I I was definitely fucking bummed. But yeah, man, I think they did it perfect. It was a it was a nice balance between kids partying in the woods and and. Some funny aspects, and then fucking here's Jason, dude. Fucking blah, you know. So there you go. So Crispin Glover, Dan, it was your Janet Lee. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird when you say it like that, Dave. But yeah. He's going to die? No way. Look at that dance. He's not going to keep dancing like that? I knew he was, but it was just more impactful. You know what I mean? So it was just like, yeah, it's fucking George McFly. You know? <laughs> and I, I thought Ted was... Um, was the kid from Mask, the the guy in the biker, the Turks, the biker gang. <laughs> oh, isn't it isn't he from Mask? Yeah, he was Rocky Dennis's buddy who's supposed to ride Harleys through Europe with him, then he just said, eh, I got a job. You Bye. are so stupid, Ben. Yeah. You are so stupid, Ben. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> that was classic. Oh man. yeah. Get out of here, Ben. I'll get out Rocky. <laughs> Yeah, dude, Corey Feldman looked like he was 90 years old during when he was talking, dude. And it's weird because I met him long after I guess he filmed this, and he looked perfectly fine. But in this documentary, he looked like he was 90. <laughs> Some bad lighting. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Maybe not enough makeup. He was also really skinny. Yeah, that's what I mean. He looked like a, a very gaunt old man. Hmm. Skinniness doesn't fit people that much when they're older. Like, when you're young and you're overweight, you look older. But when you're older... You just look frail. You, you're skinny. You look you look older. And when you're heavier, you look younger when you're older. That's true. So, can anybody follow that? Yeah, I don't follow. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of older and fatter and younger and skinnier in there. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Uh, some of the people who had, like, nothing to say to me were, like, Tom Matthews. If anybody watches this, he had nothing to say at all. Uh, Monica Kina had just this one, like, real strange delivery when she was talking. I wonder why. A Xanax delay? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Oof, we know why now. Yep. When she shriveled up like an old flower. <laughs> Who won? I won! I won! Oh, yeah, right? Oh, God! <laughs> I won! That was horrible. It's like her version of fucking, what's his name? Uh, what's that guy? Winning! You know? Oh, yeah, that's our <laughs> so fucking so Charlie Sheen. Crazy right. Bitch. Yeah, so who won? Like, I won. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that all the time. Who won? I, I won. won. <laughs> who won? Jenny. Freddy. Like, yeah, she was saying, like, out of Freddy vs. Jason, who was the winner? She said, I, I'm i the one who cut his head. Silly Monica. He's a crack hit for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, she had nothing to say. Her and Tom Matthews are the two people that stuck out the most as, like, they just came there and they really had no insight to offer. And that was just really disappointing because I was looking for, um, I would, you know how like when we interviewed Daniel Harris, we were asking her, so, you know, what was your favorite movie out of Halloween once you like, what did, what was your experience? What did you think of it? What did you take away from it? With, with these two, it was like, they had nothing like, like that would be like Daniel Harris going, yeah. And man, I went up that garbage laundry chute and Michael just kept going after me and it was crazy. Uh, <laughs> He, you know, I, I got away and I, I climbed up on the roof and it's like, I know, but what about in real life? Mm-hmm. What, what did you think? And that's what those two lack, man. It was just really weird. I was just thinking that when they do the Halloween one, which reportedly they're doing, I think she is going to do a good job on it and she's going to do one of the good things about it. I'm not a huge fan of her, but I've seen her interviewed before and I've and, and She's good. Right. Yeah, so... Wait, they're doing a Halloween documentary, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Remember the guy talked about it with us, uh, Justin Bean? Oh, yeah, that's right. But it won't even come close to fucking Banana Lace's retro, so why are they even trying? <laughs> it won't, actually. I'm, I'm not kidding, though. No, I'm not. I know. Well, I'm going to send it to him when they start making it. <laughs> so already, you should, dude. <laughs> you guys want some commentary from a couple guys? <laughs> They'll have something to talk about, at least. <laughs> so, part eight. Uh, you guys noticed the uh, uh, Jason 
climbing out of his own skull as a boy. Yeah, that was crazy. You know, <laughs> the that oh my god, that was so that was so bizarre. I as as bizarre as I thought the actual ending that we got is. That is so much worse. Like they actually went to the trouble to even create it, too. I mean, they went that far. Someone said, this is a good idea. And so they're going to go far enough to make it. To shoot it, yeah. And I'm like, no, that is not a good idea. It took you that long to figure it out, and it's terrible. Do you explain <laughs> that to people visually for people who don't know what you're talking I, about? We think you pretty much just did. It was a giant skull with this kid climbing out of it. It was so <laughs> dumb. It was just, I don't even know... I, to me, that would make it make even less sense, and I never, even after watching this, I still maintain that the end of that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> and so, um, that, if they had left it, would be even worse. I just, that was a really bad idea. Yeah. People would despise it. Dave, what, what ending do you prefer? Him just laying in a puddle of water, or him coming out of Jason's skull? <laughs> which, uh, which movie was this that we're talking about? <laughs> it was God. part eight. Was it party? How many of them do you think he that could have been? <laughs> I figured it was party, but when the conversation first started, part three, it, it sounded like something you see in front of Jason. So I, that's what I thought you were talking. About. Hey, but I didn't know either. I thought it was April. okay. Yeah, but I said party. Uh, did Sorry. you? Yeah, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> <laughs> but then when you said the water, I'm like, wait, it's got to be party. But I can't hear the answer, you know. <laughs> I fucking hate both endings. I don't think you could get any worse than those two. Any two endings would have been better than that. If he, he could have just had a heart attack and fucking dropped in the sewer, and I would have been happier with that ending. You know what? I would have accepted that and said A-OK versus what we did get. Because then also he's a normal kid, which I didn't even get. I mean, because he's not been all disfigured. And I'm like, that's not even... What the hell are you talking about? And he was in the movie. Like, as they showed him pulling her down in the water... He was already all messed up in his eyes and shit. Yeah. Slightly, slightly messed up, but... I was gonna say, Alex, um, they should have went with your ending, sir. Because that, that makes logical sense. I mean, it's so out there, the but if... The bucket? The bucket with the red bucket? <laughs> the gold. Nah, the, uh, the Friday the 13th party script you, or part 9, I'm sorry. Yeah, they should have actually, wow... That would have been a better ending. Yeah, that does make sense because it's so what your idea is so out there, but so is that fucking ending, and it's the only thing that really makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing that makes it work. Uh, yeah. So with that, for people who don't know, uh, Jason turns into a boy like he did at the end of Part Eight, and you know Scott and Rennie get out of the sewer. They go to the police and file the report, and the cops go down there, and Jason's not there, and Scott and Rennie get on the boat to go back to Crystal Lake, and Jason like you know hops on and he hangs out in steerage eating rats and shit and he just makes it over they head to crystal lake and as soon as the boat docks jason jumps out of the portal and dips off into the woods and then he grows up into a you know they do the next movie uh 11 years later which would or 10 years later which would make him 21 um and then the killing begins and he's human jason again and just like it was in the first uh four movies and then somebody could dump acid on him and make him look deformed again and you can start it all over again. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was a good idea. It's a, it's a logical step, dude. Where do you go? I mean, you reach the peak That's, of absurdity. You go back into a circle. You go a circle. You start again. You circle jerk it. <laughs> so uh, what do you guys think of, like, were you shocked at some of the deaths that you heard about? I think the most shocking death to me was uh, the blonde bitch in Friday Part 7. 
she's dead. Oh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? It just man? happened. Like, Did it? Yeah, like four months ago or something. What? Well, maybe that's somebody else in the series. <laughs> I thought this was released four months ago. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Did someone just die recently, though? Like a few months ago, their boyfriend, uh, they were in an abusive relationship. A long time one, they just got out of it and then they passed away. Was that the situation? It was one of the Friday alumni. I don't know. I'm not sure. Fuck. I got nothing, bro. And what about dropping the ball on the Freddy... Uh, by the way, I'm not bitching, but sometimes there's nothing to talk about if you're satisfied. So, I'm obviously talking about all the unsatisfied points. Asshole! Hey, asshole! Stop bringing up negative shit! <laughs> I have marbles in my mouth, asshole! <laughs> they didn't even mention the Evil Dead references and the Jason Goes to Hell shit. Like, literally, Jason was supposed to be a Kandarian demon. Who... <laughs> And that's why she stabbed him with that thing, because that was the only way to kill uh, one of those things. And, and the, the fucking Necronomicon was on the fireplace. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't even talk about that. Like, how could you not talk about right? that? Right? That's what I was wondering. Like, what the fuck? And that would make sense for why Jason uh, can't die. It's because he's possessed. No, I... When that was over, they didn't talk about it. They didn't even bring it up. I was so I was like, "What the hell?" So I even, I turned to the person who was watching it with me and just recant recounted it myself. I'm like, "What they didn't talk about here is that the Necronomicon is actually in the room with them at this time." <laughs> right? Because <laughs> like, I was irritated. Like, how do you not mention that? We know uh, more than the documentary. Even in passing, you know. Nothing. Nothing. Maybe the guy that directed it fucking said, I'm not going to take part of it. He, he finally realized what a fucking terrible mistake he made. He's like, I'm not going to take part of this if uh, you talk about the Necronomicon thing. Well, bad decision. I don't think that was the bad part of that movie, though. That would that would have been a good thing. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that, but you'll, you should stop talking about the whole movie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know what, guys? Um, sorry to interrupt, but um, I, I figured it out. It was the girl from that 70s show. That passed away. Uh -oh. oh, that's right. Oh, right. Yeah, the sister. Yeah, my bad. Somehow I confused her with the girl from Friday the 13th. So. Well, she <laughs> looks like any one of the girls from Friday the 13th. Yeah, so that's good. what I was going to say, too. Yeah. Hop on. The, no, this, what's the, the, the sister, one that fuck? Yeah. Um, I don't even know who that is. I don't yeah, know you know. The guy, Foreman's older sister, the blonde. She was kind of slutty on the show, and she fucked around with Foreman. Or no, Foreman, that's her brother. Fucked around with Kelso. Yeah, yeah. That 70s show. She looked yes. horrible, though, in her latest mugshot, dude. Ooh, she looked bad. Her latest mugshot. <laughs> I don't see any blonde. Yeah, her name is uh, Lisa Robin Kelly. Oh, my God. Did you see her fucking pictures? That's what I'm saying. Uh, Holy shit. Is that mugshot? Dude, I can't believe she's still alive. Well, she's, she's not. not. When she was, I mean. <laughs> I can't believe she made it to this picture. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I can't believe this picture is standing here staring at a camera. Yeah, so what's her name? <laughs> you are so hardcore. Oh, God damn, look at this. Well, her boyfriend fucked her up, too. It wasn't that she was just on drugs. She had an abusive relationship for three years. It was a real tragic thing. Yeah, yeah. Between that and Brittany Murphy getting poisoned, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, that's right. How about that poisoned fucking situation? What do you mean poisoned? Yeah, you didn't see fucking... this shit? No. I didn't hear it either. I put it up today on fucking Banana Laser page. Not that anybody... I don't go to that page. Crap, oh my <laughs> Tell... god, she looks so bad. 
Sorry, I you was see it? just now coming. The same pictures, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I won't even look at him. It's, it's just depressing. She looks worse than Monica Kina. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I guess the only last thing to talk about before we wrap up the overalls is uh, Friday the 13th. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was made famous on one of our shows. <laughs> How about all his lines? He's like, you're not trying. Yeah, there's a lot of male chauvinism in this movie, isn't there? Well, you know? you know what it is? A lot of the people on the film were were gay, I believe. <laughs> Wait, what? A lot of the cast members and all were gay. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Moving on! <laughs> what? <laughs> That had absolutely nothing to do with what I said, but okay. Uh, hey, I'm down. Uh, okay. Um, sexy. Oh, God. Oh, you fucking guys. I got tears Thank God for the added button, huh? I got tears. No, I'm leaving this in. No, had... please don't. Yeah, dude. Why are they all this in this movie? Oh, I heard they're all gay. Like, wait, what? Oh, my God. That was hey, so no... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not editing a second out of this whole part. <laughs> Oh it's so God. funny how we can be so on sometimes and be catching all points and then Mike fucking drops a bomb like that. Just oh. throws it all off. Okay, this isn't going to go anywhere. I think that, I think we should end the show right here. Oh, my okay. God. All right, guys, we're going to Do leave. you want to rate it? We're, no, let's just rate it how gay everybody was. Ken's <laughs> <laughs> all around. So, yeah, when Mike said that all the guys were gay, um, I thought he was just kidding. Right. <laughs> I never heard that before. Do you do you guys think of that as the gay one, or, or are they just trying really hard to compete with the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, document? Yeah, <laughs> they're reaching for that one, right? Because there were a lot of gay guys in the in the cast that I did not realize. Well, I mean, that's not something I ever thought about, especially back then. You know. <laughs> Yeah, he was obvious. The happy fucking birthday. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a dead giveaway. Who else was, though? The guy with the sweater wrapped around his neck. That's pretty gay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The one who had the girlfriend who got her face slashed when she was getting naked and Jason was pulling her down. He's gay. The lead guy, right? The lead guy that was gay? The one who was He's gay. Right. Yep. I used to run with the bad crowd, man. <laughs> Pro- yeah. I used to hang around with a real bad crowd. Now I go to nights. <laughs> <laughs> now I go to night school. Oh shit, dude, you're fucking hardcore. Night school, dude. Wow. Oh, that's a bad boy. <laughs> what are we on a spaceship? What is that? I don't know. <laughs> Somebody just fucking took off. A spaceship? I didn't hear anything. <laughs> it's really. I hear a truck. So what are your overall thoughts? Uh, I guess, Jamie, what do you think of this documentary? Uh, let's compare it to the Nightmare on Elm Street one, actually. That'd be a better one. Um, well, I can't do that because I haven't watched that one. But <laughs> but I can tell you that I really do like it. Like I said, it's very comprehensive. One thing that I really 
enjoyed about this was how in-depth they went into some of the kills that we never saw as far as um, the, well, the cut portions of them. And it, it made me angry, though, that so many of them we will never see because they are just gone. And that depresses the that just depresses the shit out of me. You know, I, 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 we, there are just versions of these movies that were out there that we will never, ever, ever get to see. And that makes yeah, me that very sucks. sad. But yeah, I do yeah. like that they went into it as much as they could. You know, so that was pretty right. cool. Overall, I enjoy it. I think it's, it was a lot of fun. I can't see you watching it a lot. I can't see you watching it with the commentary. You'll have to tell me how that goes, Dave. But, um, <laughs> But I did enjoy it quite a bit. I loved it. It was everything I thought it was going to be. And, you know, I wasn't disappointed. Maybe because I didn't retain every little thing that, you know, from the other ones prior to it. Even though I read the book three times, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever. Take that. What you Dave, what's my name? Jamie D. <laughs> Jenkins. I'm <laughs> just making sure you retain something. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at the screen. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. That's he was like, "Fuck, I got homework." <laughs> no, I loved it though. You know what? It really—it's really summed up by the end of it when the credits are rolling, and they're all and the, the characters are coming up that we know so well from the movies. They're delivering their lines, and you know they're like little in jokes for people that are fucking obsessive about it. Like, yeah, I love that. So stuff. many of us are exactly, and it just. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're part of something that only so many people in the world are, are into. And it's just... That's just how they get you to keep watching the credits. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, they were great. It summed the whole thing up for me. In the... I, I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. Will you shut yeah. the fuck up? Will you <laughs> shut the fuck up? <clears throat> I, feel, I feel like... Um, I, th- I, I think this would have been a lot better if it happened... Uh, 15 years ago I think that some of the people would have been a lot more enthusiastic I think by now they're almost uh, all sick of uh, talking about uh, this stuff a lot of people have moved on in their careers I think they'd be more or the other person John Fury he always he doesn't care about any of this stuff too and you can tell that but like there's just I think it would have benefited a lot more if it was these interviews were taking place back in like you know 93 or yeah, uh, any of the, you know, something, 1990. Right. Dude, but I was going to say, hey, Alex, what do you think, man? Like, uh, we've been into this shit our whole lives. So if you're, you know, 13, 14, you're just getting into this shit, like, and you come across this, boom, dude, like, you're good. You know, like, we're sitting here like, yeah, you know, I saw this in the last documentary, or I read this in the book. <laughs> Wait, isn't that kind of our fault in a way too? Not to not to put blame on us or the documentary, but it's almost like the the delivery of information isn't even um, what's it what's it uh, stake here or uh, about the discussion because it's like it, it's just all about what you know and shit and and you know who knows more you know and and not who knows more in a sense where it's like Jonathan oh, Orr who he knows, knows more Jonathan Orr. Who knows more? Jonathan Orr. What up, bitch? <laughs> That's my thought. That, that half-baked, incoherent thought. I don't know. It's weird, man. I don't mean to bash it. And I do think, I like what Jamie said. At least now we could throw all that other shit out and we just keep this. Yeah. I think it's just indicative of who we are, dude. 
Like, we're all crazy fans, you know? Like, if we were talking to anybody else, they, they don't know what the fuck we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? So, if you know nothing about the series, and then you get into it, and you start watching all the movies, and then you come across this, you're fucking golden. I just think that we're so, um, I don't know, not jaded, but uh, Jesus, you know? Like you said, go no, we, just, we know it all. I mean, it's, Exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> It's, and then, you know, and you're right. Should. That's not their fault. It's not their fault no. that that um, that they could not impart a whole lot of fresh knowledge on us. You know, right. it's our fault. <laughs> we should be Victorian shit. <laughs> but uh, just a little side note too. Uh, the writer of Halloween Six uh, directed this documentary. That explains. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was fucking it was... might. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I thought it was very well cut together, very comprehensive. It was good. Moved along fast. Just as good as The Nightmare in that respect, I think. Right. The production values right. of it. But like Alex said, though, we didn't know any of that Nightmare shit. So, yeah, it was more effective. It's yeah, and it was cool. It was cool, but I don't care as much either because it's Nightmare on Elm Street and most of you the know people suck. Touche, sir. You, you, just, you just made a fucking point right there. Yeah, it's weird. You don't care because they suck, but oddly enough, I could honestly say I was more entertained watching that documentary than watching the actual movies. And yeah. It's funny because you yeah. watch the documentary and you, you're so into it, and then if you put you say, well, it makes me want to watch the movie, you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> exactly. It's a weird thing, man. It's, it's more interesting to hear about it than to watch it. Right. Dave, Especially did you ever finish you know, the Nightmare Doc? Did I finish the Nightmare Doc? No, I... <laughs> strangely enough, <laughs> I stopped at four. <laughs> Just like with the series, what I should have done. You know? <laughs> That's what I'm I say about Halloween. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey. At least you put in four, Dave. At least you put in four. High five on that put one. put in four, and you know what? Tonight I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch fucking four, and I'm, I'm going to finish it. Really? It's been like two years. It's been sitting there. Yeah, so... You yeah. brave soul. I'm sure I'll enjoy it more than the movies, like Alex said. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I wonder if people could def- tell us what was a better uh, segment, the Freddy vs. Jason on the Nightmare on Elm Street one or the Freddy vs. Jason on this one. I wonder what people... Uh... Ooh, that's a good question. I wish I'd you watched it saw. so I could answer it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it too and I don't remember shit. Oh, you don't remember? I was going to say. I don't remember from either one of them, honestly. Oh. Uh, I liked the I, Freddy vs. Jason segment on Crystal Lake Memories. Are you sure it wasn't the same one? Did it, did it, did it by any chance, <laughs> did it use the same one? Did it say fucking, <laughs> yeah, right. It was like fucking stock footage, you know? <laughs> there, there was some there was some glaring omissions, though, like John Ritter's son didn't bother to, to do it. Um, yeah. The Irish kid from that movie didn't bother to do it. The fucking kid from The Christmas Story, his brother didn't bother to do it. Kelly Rowlands didn't bother to do it. The Jewish kid didn't bother. Freeman or whatever his name is, he didn't bother to do it. Freeberg didn't bother to do it. Fucking uh, the guy that we always talk about. I want to hump this. Uh, what's his name? My name is Cliff. Brother of Joe. Yeah, Cliff O'Malley, the, the cop in Freddy vs. Jason, oh, didn't do it. O'Malley. Uh, Catherine Isabel didn't do it. Catherine Isabel didn't even bother. Like it was so weird. And and who the hell was in the cast of Jason X? I don't even remember if any of those people were on this. Like there was some missing parts to this, man. Yeah, Demon. Demon was Where the it. fuck was Demon? Yeah. And he's he was on my fucking show. Right? That's what I even told you that I think. <laughs> and he was at the he was at the panel discussion that um they did in Cherry Hill to celebrate all of this happening. He was there, like, uh, because, um, 
what's her name? Oh my goodness. You know, when you interviewed what's her name, she was talking about, you know, hanging out with him. Yeah, Locatel. Yeah, uh, she was talking about hanging out with him there. So if he was there, why wasn't he in this? It was weird. Was Michael Miguel Nunez in fucking Cherry Hill, Jamie? Yes. Okay, I don't remember him being in that. What the yeah, I met him there. I met him. He was actually there, and he was also in, um, he was in, shit. Where well, he was in Return of the Living Dead. He was in, you know, quite a few things, but I just. Oh, Cherry Hill the movie? Yeah, the movie. Is that what you're talking about? Cherry oh, no, I was talking about Cherry Hill, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's where I met him. <laughs> that's where I thought you met him. That's that's that that movie, Cherry Hill. <laughs> I thought there was a panel for that movie, that slasher, fucking Cherry Hill. You mean Cherry Falls? Oh, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Cherry Hill. <laughs> I found my thrill. <laughs> no, he was, he was eating at the White Castle in Cherry Hill. <laughs> <laughs> now we're in Newark, of all places. You know we're going to get shot, right? <laughs> Good one, Jamie. It's more important than the simple act of people getting together. Good. Could I have one more go, Lawson, please? Sorry. What? Could I have just one more take of that, sir? Why? I just did it right. Yeah. I, look, I, I'm not used to having more than one person in there. One more word out of you and you go. Is that clear? Yes, sir. I take, well, I take directions from one person under protest, but from two I don't sit still. But who the hell are you, anyway? No, I'm the engineer. Well, why the hell are you asking me for another one? Well, I thought there was a slight bunk, and I would like just like to be safe. Jesus. What is a gonk? Do you mind telling me what that is? A bang from outside. A bang from outside. Could I see Mrs. Rogers for a minute, please? So here it is, the big rear end show. This is the segment where we go over our top three favorite horror movies of 2013. I said this would be the best year in horror. Some agree, some don't, uh, and uh, whatever. So so we're going to go uh, 
top three favorite horror movies of 2013. Um, Dan, what is your number three? So save the best for last. What is your third favorite horror movie of 2013? I have to go with Insidious 2. Okay. Now, this is brilliant, brilliant storytelling. You know, this is actually amazing. How are, are all scripts not like this? You know, and like I said, with Dave Z's problems with it about continuity issues and all those kind of aspects or whatever, dude, I think they addressed them properly and I think everything was done in, in like I said, a cohesive way without going overboard. Jamie, is this on your top? It, it was close, but it is not. Um, I, I did love it, though. I mean, I, I loved this movie. I was all about it. I think that you know how much I love the first one. And yeah. I feel like this one was seamlessly blended with the first one. You would think that they made them at the same time. You know, and if you told me that they made them at the same time, I would believe you because it's, I think it was just, it was a phenomenal job. And James Wan. Knocked it right out of the park. I loved yeah, it. I just I just finished this today, and uh, it's a good thing I did because uh, it made my top three. Um, oh, hot nice. damn! Yeah, right. I, I'm not even sure if I put it third or second. I guess it really doesn't matter. But um, yeah, I just finished it today. Uh, I thought it was intense. I thought it was as always. James Wan, always well done. I think the thing he does best is tension. Some of the things he does best is not giving you what you want, what you expect. Right, right, right. He knows how to keep things cohesive. He knows how to keep them tight. It's pretty tight, too. It's not not really much boredom at all, if, if I say so. I mean, I don't think there's any real parts that I would just uh, take out. I like how he tied it all together. Um, I know Dave didn't like that, how this connected here or this was here. I don't know. I, I like that stuff. And yeah. I even liked it at the end when he's the reason the kid got up out of the chair and, and pointed to the door. I like that too. Yes, yes. So, Jamie, what is your top three? What's your number three of the 2013 list? My number three is Curse of Chucky. Oh, you lying son of a bitch. You said it wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> he told me not to reveal it yet, so I wasn't gonna reveal it. Um, <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> um, it is Curse of Chucky. Did my number? Now, can you explain this? Because we went over this, and I my gripe was I thought the characters were terrible, not likable. It was too dark. Um, you know, there were some cool moments, like when the like Dan said when he peeled his face, and it was the original messed up Chucky, and all those kinds of things, and the tie-ins together. But there were so many ups and downs. How does um okay? How does this make it out on top of seventeen other movies that came out this year that I feel like are are clearly better than that? Well, at least on block. I'll tell you, it was again. I felt like to me. What's been really big for me this year as far as like this and even though Insidious 2 didn't make my list, I felt that it did it very mm -hmm. well. It, it was the blending. And I think yeah. that what happened here with Curse of Chucky is that that he was able to take the all of the films before from the very first one, which was very serious and it was attempting to be scary, all the way to Seed, which was just flat-out comedy, but somehow managed to take elements of all of those and blend it into a really solid film 
where we got, I mean, come on, we got one amazing, like really amazing kill uh, with A. Martinez when... Um, what was that again? Well, that was one where he got into the car accident and it, the, the windshield was holding his head on. And when they <laughs> pulled the windshield out, it, his head came flying. Like he was still alive. But oh! when they were, it fell off. Um, that was badass. Really? And I felt like the story was strong. I love the ending. And Brad Dourif was playing it with his daughter, which I think she brought so much. Really? I, just, I was very happy. What about all the other characters, though? I sufficiently didn't like the ones that I needed to fish to sufficiently not like, and I was happy with <laughs> Jamie, I fucking love you, dude. What about how dark it was? Oh, you mean visually dark? Um, it's true, it was that, but I can forgive that because I think that the storytelling was was uh, stellar. I mean, it, it it sort of transcended all of that little issue, which I don't think was a big issue. It didn't stop me right. from enjoying the film in any way. Right. I just yeah, but, it was. I yeah. feel like he brought it back to something that was attempting to be brutal again. It was attempting to be scary again. It was attempting to bring it back to the roots. I think it was successful. I like the wrap up at the end, and and I think. You know, um, Child's Play fans from way back got something satisfactory out of that. And, you know, basically he revived this franchise in a world where people are giving up on trying to do sequels and they're rather – they're rebooting the franchise. This guy says, fuck that. I'm going to keep yeah. going and I'm going Good to take this film and revive a franchise that everyone said was dead. And even though this one didn't get a theatrical release, and it's the first child's play film that did not get a theatrical release, it didn't get it, but it still forged on. You know, and you know, I think it deserves it deserves some credit for that. Well, Jamie, just by everything you said, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine as big of a fan as you are of the first show you did with us this year, the retrospective. I can't even begin to imagine. So instead of going to me, I would just like to go to your no- your number two. Just from everything you said, has to be Texas Chainsaw 3D. It is not. Oh no, dude! What? 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 what wait, what? But how does this tie-in have more impact on you and be like make it higher on a list than Texas Chainsaw 3D? No, I loved I loved Chainsaw 3D. I flat out love that movie. And I and but when I was looking over this list of stuff, there are other films that I just feel were stronger. And this one, mm-hmm. I just think was I think it was stronger because it was smarter. That's for sure. Of what it did yeah. for yes. this franchise as a whole. Again, this is him forging on to keep going with a franchise that, you know, when people said it couldn't be done with, there are so many things that I love about Chainsaw 3D. I know people give that movie a lot of shit. I think it's a lot of fun. And I think there were some really clever moments like the recreation of in the very, in the very beginning, we get the recreation of that. I thought that was very well done. I have no complaints about that. You know, it, and it, I think it deserves credit, but it just wasn't enough to make my list. Unfortunately. Hmm. Okay. All right. <clears throat> well, oh, I already did my number three. That was, uh, I guess, I'll just say Insidious too. So back to Dan. What is your number two of the year? I would definitely say Evil Dead. Now, here's my reasonings behind Evil Dead. Oh, you don't have to now, explain this. 
Texas Chainsaw probably would have made my list too, but Texas Chainsaw is such a mess, and I didn't feel like taking fucking shit from everybody for a year because Texas Chainsaw 3D was on my list. Like, can you believe it? Oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I agree with you, but I'm just talking, you know, these are my favorites of the year. I th- I think they all hold up. Um, Don't get me wrong. Texas Chainsaw is in at number two. That would be Evil Dead or The Evil Dead. No, just Evil Dead actually again. That's a great choice, man, for number two. What's your number two, Alex? Uh, My number two, and this is not going to be agreed with by anybody. I I doubt anybody even saw this because most people don't watch indie horror that much. But uh, Stitches is my number two. Um, The reason why (laughs) is because, I don't know, maybe I was pleasantly surprised that I just randomly saw this this trailer, and then I was in Best Buy, and I said, oh, wow, look at that. That came out today? Mm. And I saw the Blu-ray, and it was really cheap, and it what enticed me was that normally a new movie is $17. Even, like, uh, fucking – but, like, like all these movies are uh, $17, <laughs> and this one was – even Texas Chainsaw, I couldn't even buy that because that was, like, $22 fucking dollars. I'm like, god right? damn it. Yeah, you better have some fucking extra scenes, fucking signed copy of a fucking chainsaw. Yeah, really. So this that enticed me to even buy this. So I had nothing going into this. Then I watched it, and it was so reminiscent of, like, the stuff we're not getting in 80s horror. Like, just <laughs> even the theme, like, clowns? Are you kidding me, dude? Like, nobody watches that shit anymore. And it just really worked. And, it, Jamie, it looked beautiful. And, uh, <laughs> it did. <laughs> It's a really just movie. That means a lot. It really does. For it to be an independent film and to come off looking as amazing it did with the color palette that it has, it was incredible. Well, uh, Jamie, here's what I do want to ask you. Now, I think one of the most beautiful-looking modern horror movies is Trick or Treat, and I know you're a yes. big fan of that. So yeah. how would you put the two looks up against each other? <laughs> that's rough. Um, I would say Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat does come out on top. Um, that's mainly because I feel with Trick or Treat, he was able to capture not only just a beautiful. It was not only a beautiful film, but he perfectly captured the essence right. of Halloween and the way you yeah, see it, the way I saw it as a child. Anyway, so to me, it right. it does come out on top for that. But Stitches is not far behind. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous movie. And yes, I know it. <laughs> It's probably the next best looking movie in all this time. You know, it's uh, just amazing looking. Even even Matt Wazell said that. Matt Wazell. Yeah. So um, I liked it. It had the whole lore of it had the whole um, not the lore the 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 formula of eighties horror. It, it was and it, the thing about it was that it was better than eighties horror. Like most of those B eighties movies are shit movies, man. Ah, oh, like you know, like to me. Things like The Prowler and shit like that, that's just terrible, man, and, and Terror Train. I even liked the cat scene, and you yeah, know right? how I feel about cats, but I thought that was really funny. Like, it didn't it didn't offend me. I thought it was hilarious, so. Yeah, and, like, like to me, things like Terror Train and The Prowler and The Burning and stuff, to me, that's, like, shitty movies that are, <laughs> you know, they, they captured this and that. It's the 80s and... It's that. It's this. It's innovative. Same here, bro. You know, Same but here. this was an '80s movie that was good, and it was done today with such with all the better effects and and better execution in every way, better look, uh, technically. Even if it, you might love that '80s look, and 
let's face it, you're not going to capture that again unless you use those cameras and you start using film and you use that type of lighting that they used and you dress different and you get everyone's hair to look the same. Like, and But the thing is, people don't act the same. Yeah. But you don't act the same, though. I, I don't even know if you can capture that again. But as far as taking that idea and putting it to modern day, I think this was perfect. And, you know, you might be saying, how could you pick that over, like, Maniac or or uh, VHS-2 or Sharknado? <laughs> Sharknado. <laughs> I'm just doing a bunch of jokes here, Jamie. Oh, yeah, I see. It. Okay. I would start <laughs> Or how could you pick that over Shiver? How could you pick that over uh, uh, The Purge? But to me, uh-huh. it was easy. <laughs> no, but, yes, yeah, so that, that's my number uh, two. Um, so, Jamie, what is your number two? It's funny. You just mentioned this movie. Mm-hmm. It's Maniac. Yep, I heard that a lot this year. <laughs> Maniac, and that's interesting because when I first saw it, the very first time I saw huh. this movie, I've now seen it three times. The very first time I saw it, <laughs> I was not sold because I was a big fan of the original. And I felt like what this film lost was the grittiness, the gritty feel of like the underbelly of New York, because that's what, of course, this was in L.A. But the in the original, it was just like the underbelly grittiness of New York was a character in and of itself. And it and it was sort of a necessary part of it as a part of the look and the feel. And it it just embodied the whole thing. So when you Mm -hmm. take this and you put it in present day L.A. and you make it all shiny, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I felt I felt like it was missing something, but right. I went back and watched yeah. it again, and then I watched it again, and I completely changed my tune so much so that it made it, it made my number two, because I felt like there were so many things here. By the time I'd watched it the second time, I completely divorced it from the original. It didn't even matter anymore. I was looking at it just for what it is, and Elijah Wood pulled off creepy like you wouldn't believe i mean he's just um he's an adorable guy but he was creepy as fuck and it was really really brutal and gory and just right out there i i and and it was shiny but in a good way so um so yeah i think it totally deserves my number two spot yeah i saw that movie um i didn't get the love for it so maybe i was in the same boat as you on your first watch uh, it, it was okay. Well, to end it off, Mean Dan, say, tell everybody, because this is controversial as hell. Uh, I cannot believe that even in a normal state of mind or whatever, you continue to feel this way about this movie. So this is the most shocking answer of all of us. Give everybody your number one favorite horror movie of 2013. You ready for this, motherfuckers? Yep. I want to talk about motherfucking goats. I want to talk about motherfucking dildos. I want to talk about what, 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 Lord to Salem. Unbelievable. Oh, I thought you were talking about my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was, Jamie. I was hoping you would catch on to that baby girl. Um... (laughs) Yeah, dude. I mean, listen, guys. You know, I fully I, support. This, I fully support this. I do. Oh, I just got fucking. I'm wet. That's your vindication, right there. I'm so <laughs> wet right now. No, Jamie. I, see, all right. Here's what I want to do. 
Before I give you my reasons, dude, well, I want to hear, why do you guys think that I like this so much? Besides fucking the, it's a the drug amount movie? of drugs I take. Oh. Yeah, but besides that, yeah, what do you guys think it is? And how I've stayed consistently with my opinion for for a long time, and it's actually grown even more fonder on me in my heart than ever before. Than the first one did. <laughs> Besides the drugs, I said. <laughs> we don't have any other answer. And that's it. A, I got nothing. A, I don't know. That's it. Dan, honestly, why would anybody feel any passion about this movie? It's just a trippy, artsy movie. I don't think that you connected with anything. I don't think that there's there's heart in this movie. They're trying to go for art. They're trying to go to express themselves beyond the fucking uh, silly medium that is the, the movie industry, a la trying to fucking work with the Weinstein company, trying to fucking deal with all these politics, dude, trying to deal with all these douchebags that don't care about anything except for fucking money. So you get into the fact that, okay, well, we're doing this for the love of the game or whatever, and I truly believe that anybody says anything about Rob Zombie, dude, negatively, he's got so much fucking cake, dude. He doesn't care about your little movie money at this point. He cares about expressing himself artistically. And let's face it, dude, he always has and he always will. And I'm not a big Rob Zombie fan musically. I mean, I've said that before, too. I fucking admire and appreciate the shit out of that dude. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This guy's a fucking beast. I guess I admire that whole aspect, and I do appreciate all that. And, dude, I was on board, and I was being a little fanboy when I was, when I was getting pumped for this movie. And I was in that theater, and like I said a couple times, uh, I I was... I was buying this, I was eating the shit the whole time, and I just kept waiting for that payoff, and and I'm not even saying, and here's the thing about it, I'm not even saying that because there wasn't some ta-da at the end of it, not because, it's not, that's not the real reason I didn't like it, I guess I was just barely there the whole time, and I was just waiting for, I was waiting for some moment, even if it was in the, the, the second act, even if it, wherever it was. I just wanted this all to really, um, I, I just wanted the vision, I wanted the vision and the, um, the, the, the heart of what this is to really hit me, and it just never did, and the visions were, t- they weren't that interesting to me, and they weren't that, they weren't trippy enough to make them good, and they weren't interesting enough to carry it if it wasn't going to be if if the visuals weren't going to stun me. Like, you know, there was a lot of things that he did that are in textbook interesting, like using blank, gigantic backgrounds compared to using busy backgrounds or doing this or doing this long shot or this or this angle. That was all textbook, whatever it was, and talented, but it just didn't strike me. It didn't move me. That's what it is. It's like art. It didn't move me. The dialogue was terrible, I thought. Nothing, no conversations in this movie drew me in. Nothing. Not even like, not even the guy with the three ladies uh, at the kitchen table and shit. Like, nothing they said was really that good. Like, nothing was that well written to me. I was just like, what? Where's this great stuff? What the fuck is this? I was just really disappointed. I don't know. Yeah, but that that's directly related to your expectations for it, too. Yeah, well, right. 
I, Cause, I cause, so, cause, well, yeah. well, but let's be fair now, dude, okay? Everybody and their fucking mother was hyping this movie up. And, and, and too much so, I think, you know? Because by the time that everybody got to it, and, and let's face it, everybody knows Rob Zombie at this point. Everybody's just waiting to see what he's gonna do, whether it's good, bad, whatever, you know what I mean? And, and you get to the movie itself. Now, I love it, and I love it for a specific reason, and that reason is the odd, not everyday feeling that movies like that get to me, that that do for me rather, that 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 seep into me, that seep into your fucking pores, that you can actually feel. Now, whether that translates into, well, oh, is this the best movie of the year or whatever? Well, see, that's that's where it gets complicated, and that's where it gets this, this gets really personal. But for me personally, Dan Chase, Lords of Salem was my fucking jam of 2013, son, and I'll leave it at that. Awesome, dude. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel that passion. I know Dave does. I know a couple other people do. And I would say that this movie is uh, it has a pretty fine balance of people liking it and not liking it. When I reviewed it and me and Matt reviewed it on the show, I know that it was mostly liked, so we felt like outsiders, but that eventually evened out. So, <clears throat> all right, well. Uh, this is easy to wrap this one up because we can knock out two birds at one stone here. So that is Dan's favorite movie, 2013, and Jamie and I have the same favorite movie of 2013. So Jamie, on three, let's just say it together. One, two, three. Evil. Evil. Dead. Dead. Yay. <laughs> That's all right. That is our favorite movie, 2013. I think the reason is obvious and hey you could go ahead you could be like some people and hate this movie you could be like other people and have fun when you go somewhere and watch and i like that this is dan's uh number two so it's not far behind so i think we all love it this weekend you watched it this weekend i did last night are, are you still going with the theory that the more you watch this the better it gets or is that changing as we get into the fifth sixth and seventh watch no, for me, it is even better every time. I When I watched right. it last night, there were even more times when I was like, yes! I mean, like, I just... Yeah, right, dude? She, like, when she's pulling her arm out from under the Jeep, I was just oh, like, oh, 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 and then, like, I'm tired of this shit, and she pulls it out, I'm like, oh, I mean, I was on my feet a couple times. I was just... Wow. This is good fucking fun. It's This is... um. This is what I'm talking about, you know. The only thing I wish, the only thing that could have made it, that could have made it even more perfect, is if at the at the end, if they had played some Slayer, "Raining Blood." When it was "Raining Blood," I think that just would have been (laughs) that that would have been like really. I think the simple answer to this, and this could be an insult to us, or this could, you know. I say go fuck yourself if you think this is an insult to us. <laughs> but if you're saying, yeah, I guess it's good for people who like dumb down bullshit that's just for blah, 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 and gore and blood and blah, blah. Yeah, I guess that's me then because I loved it yep. and it's fun. I had a great time. Uh, it took me a little, you know, I watched it the first time in the theater. I didn't buy it and then I went back. I don't know if it was a compulsion or just because – I felt something weird before we did the show. I just didn't know what it was, but I had to watch it again. Right. Right. I did the same thing. I did the same fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, you know that the very yeah, first time I watched it, I was just like, eh. like, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like it was 
it just didn't feel like it was moving. I, I don't know what happened. Right. It was just that didn't it didn't hit me right. And then um, and I had a lame audience too. When I went back to see it the second time, totally different experience. I was I was just all into it. And then every time I watch it from then on, I it's just balls to the wall. Like when this shit gets going, it is a crazy ass ride, and yeah. it's so fun. So, so much fun. fun. And isn't that strange that how is it that the first time you watch something, scenes are slow and boring, and as you watch it over and over again, they are faster? That makes no sense at all. I don't even know how our brains are working. I just, it's just ass backwards, <laughs> but it is, it's unbelievable. It's just a thrill ride, fun, gory, dumb enough to that whatever I have to. It, like take in is what I'm taking in. Smart enough to uh, affect me. There weren't any paintball games in it. Uh, yeah, I mean, but the only downside is that there were no triple uh, decapitations. That's the only thing we missed. <laughs> yeah. No one poured soda on the doppelganger either. Well, it's just you know I think it's kind of funny as I was looking at my list. I was like, wow, I have a sequel and two remakes as my top three. <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't know what that says about me. Um, but you know what it says. I guess what it says about me is that Jamie, even, you you can still be you know you can still be original. You can still push the limits, and you can still be creative, even if you are a remake or a sequel. I think all three of these fit that bill. Evil Dead took a beloved classic, one that is one of my all-time favorite horror films. Because I feel like Raimi was really attempting to be scary. They took that film and... Wait, what is it called? They did with The Evil Dead. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking um, about a different... I'm sorry. And yeah. uh, there were some you know, great homages to that film in this. There were some very yes. Raimi-esque moments. If you had told me Raimi actually directed it, I wouldn't call you a liar. Because there were things that he definitely would have done. Like the puke on the face and all of that. Um and it just so I feel like it was a loving remake. I don't feel like this right. was a, this was where they attempted to just trash what what already had been, or I don't feel like it was made for money. I feel like this was made just because hey, the, what would we do with Evil Dead if we had a nice size budget and some really great effects, and there was a lot of practical effects, which was fantastic, <clears throat> you know. So mm -hmm. you know, or all didn't they say all or no? All of that. There was a little. There were a, a little bit of things in there that I were swear were digital, but I would say the the majority of it was practical, and that was their big thing going into this film was like you know they weren't going to do. How did they ever arm cut off like without digital? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know, and I think there was actually a point where I saw some digital blood in a, but it was not anything, uh, not anything hmm. yeah, that would that would detract from anything, and this. Um, I mean, they even killed a dog in this, and I was okay with that, just because it was <laughs> it was it was a damn fun movie. And I think I honestly think it all made sense. I think it made sense the reason that they were there. I think it is totally believable that they would be there to try to to detox her, you know, in this place that they were all fam that they were familiar with from childhood, yes. and they're trying to, you know, it all makes perfect sense to me. I can totally see it happening, and yep. uh, you know. Yep. Even the do even the hipster douchebag reading the book because some people are just that stupid. Some people you can you can well he was. I mean some people you can tell them no 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 and they're gonna do it anyway. 
and you know, I I find that b- believable. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't fucking read the book because I've seen too many horror movies. But this guy, you know, he didn't see a problem with that. I've so. seen enough horror movies to know anyone wearing a mask is never friendly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and if he's right but, in front um, of you, you're a hipster douchebag. So this, uh, yeah, I just I love everything they did here. I. I think, I, I, oh man, in the cellar scenes, yeah. when Mia is in the cellar as a demon, that is some scary yeah. shit. She's yeah. really scary. All right, so Jamie, where do you think, where do you see Evil Dead? This, you know, it's our favorite movie. We all picked it. Where do you see, what what future is in store for this uh, rebooted franchise? Ooh, well, you know, I would like to see more. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I, do we know anything? Have Has there been more talk? I know there was mention of it um, after this one was released, but... Um, there was mention, like, if you talk to Fide Alvarez, you talk to Sam Raimi, and you talk to Bruce Campbell, supposedly you're getting three different stories. They're all just, you know, screwing with everybody. I don't know. I mean, we did have the at the end of this one. We have the teaser of Bruce Campbell at the end, which I think I mean could just be it could end right there, and that could just be something for the fans. Like you know, yeah, I just want you to know that I was here, and um, and it was still cool. Um, I so I don't know, but I get, but I will tell you if they decided to go forward with something else, I would be down for that. I would like to see if if that were to happen, I would like to see it more of more of this. Like I don't want to see what happened with Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 happen to the Evil Dead and the Evil Dead 2. I would like to see it sort of continue with the same feel. Um I mean cuz you know cuz Evil Dead 2 is comp- like vastly different from Evil Dead. No, what do you mean? And, what part? <laughs> and, <laughs> and um that's what like irritated me about Evil Dead too. Like if I I there are things about that movie that I really want to like, but at the same time, every time I get so angry because the horror element was completely abandoned and it just upsets me so much. <laughs> so I if they were to, to do an Evil Dead 2, I would like to see it uh be like this one, just more of it and I would be okay with that. Right. You know, I almost uh <clears throat> to end out the year too, I would like to uh Maybe say this. I've been thinking about it once in a while. And I feel that Evil Dead is better than Evil Dead 2. I think it is. I don't think it looked as good because of the cheapness of it uh, when it comes to, uh, like, the zombies and stuff. I thought they just looked insanely, like, drive-in 80s bad or 70s like cheap crap and and all that kind of stuff but it was shot with a lot of enthusiasm like we said and and i think um i think overall it's probably the better movie i think me too (laughs) so i'm gonna take that back uh yeah so for uh evil dead i would like to see a part two to this um in the same tone I don't know if the same setting. I don't know if they should just keep going back there and have different things happening. I'm not sure. That might be a little regurgitated. I don't think that. Uh... Well, I guess I mean that's a good point uh, because they are kind of limited as to what you can do in that one location. There aren't going to be a lot of things change um, that you know can introduce 
new things to the story. I mean, we kind of saw what happened with Evil Dead 2 when you try to do that. Then it just sort of – then you end up going completely off the wall and – you know, I don't know. I think it kind of, I think it lost something there. I really do. I know a lot of people hate me for saying that, and I get shit about it every time I mention it, but I can't help it. Evil Dead was Raimi's attempt. He was really trying to be scary, and it was successful. You know, that is a really solid film. And then Evil Dead 2, all that went out the window, and it just bleh. Uh, so um, I think if maybe uh, if they were to somehow get this into a different setting or a different location, that might be a fun way to mix things up. Yeah. I don't know what it would be, but maybe somebody stumbles across it and takes it back. Maybe someone stumbles across the book and takes it back to a university to study it or something. And, um, you know, then you could have, you could introduce uh, like a college setting, uh, which would give you a lot of people and a lot of things to play with. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. Or maybe someone could find it and sell it in an, or try to sell it in an antique store. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, there are lots of different things you could do with it. And so I think that would be kind of a fun idea. There are a lot of places to go. We should bring it to a church. <laughs> well, see, then, well, then you could go all deep with like religious imagery and everything. Yeah. So. I want to see the real devil. Uh, oh, no, we saw him in that elevator. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. That is the second time that crappy movie has come up in two days. Oh, my God. I get it. And that movie is bad. Yeah, right? <laughs> I remember not feeling like the ending was all worth all that crap. Uh, that was bad. The other talk is they're going to continue from Army of Darkness. My thoughts easily on that are we don't need that. The only way I could see this happening is this. You put Bruce Campbell... In S-Smart, he is now the manager at 50 years old. He's the highest rank in the store. For whatever reason, the whole movie takes place in that store. Evil Dead, that by nature, has to be in an enclosed setting. I don't think these things running through the city would be cool or in suburban neighborhoods. And it would have to be a comedy horror. I think uh, in the same vein as Shaun of the Dead or something like that. I think if he comes back and they go there, let's just have fun again and that. But if if they want to take it seriously, I don't think he should be in it. I don't know if you could even take it seriously though. I mean, can you take a can you do an, an like an extension of Army of Darkness and and try to go to a serious place with that? I think it's sort of they've reached the point of no return. Um there's no going back. You know, and let not and not in and meaning it for it to continue. If they wanted to do a, a revamp of it, then I, what, that wouldn't even be necessary. Either. No, we don't I mean, need that. Would that. Just be a no, yeah. we don't need that at all. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think there are interesting places they could go, but they would have to be really careful. Yeah, because it's just not the same. You know, it, it's it's it has been a long time, and it'd be kind of difficult. Yeah, it's no, yeah, it's. No matter what, they took it to such a joke level that uh, there, there's no going back. There's no taking – there's no making his continuation. Even the premise, being an S-smart is a joke. The the, the whole thing mm-hmm. is a joke. I mean, it, nah, it's it's a wrap. It's, it's either going to be funny with him or don't do it. Don't make it serious with him, please. Honestly, I don't know if Bruce Campbell could pull off anything that wasn't funny. I mean, it just – He's he's so just by nature comedic his his look visually yeah 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 and I think the older he gets the more the more that's true it just it just gets and because he's he has become like a character in himself right right 
He's a parody of himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and um, well, his name, not his name, was, what is it? My name is Bruce. Yeah, um, which I really liked. But, uh, again, that was just, or like Bubba Hotep, you know, which I also really like. But that is... <sighs> Bruce Campbell being Bruce Campbell and and or the man with two brains. That I want to um, say. Or the, I'm sorry, the man with the screaming brain. Yeah, is that good? It's uh, Bruce Campbell. You know, <laughs> it's it's exactly what you would expect it to be, I think. Uh is it like Evil Dead 2? Um it's not quite that crazy. No. But it's 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 definitely funny. I think it's closer to like my name is Bruce. Mm, I didn't see that yet. Um, which I liked too. I really liked Bubba Hotep. Uh, I liked um, there was another one that I was just thinking about that that he did that I really oh um I even like Alien um Alien Apocalypse, which was totally nuts and pretty bad and it was it premiered on Sci Fi if that tells you anything. Um, but you know I thought it was fun because it was Bruce Campbell being all campy, right? You know, and I just don't I wouldn't even want to attempt to see him doing anything else because I don't I don't know if how that would go off. All right, Jamie. Well, if you say you liked uh, Briscoe County Jr., you're not invited back here next year. I actually have never watched that show. Okay. Then you're still allowed in the dungeon. Uh, I don't know why, but I never have. And I love Bruce Campbell, but I've never watched that show. And, and I, 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 it's just one of those things. Briscoe County Jr. Wow. Is that what it's called? Briscoe or Crisco? <laughs> Briscoe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, that... That about wraps up, so we'll be right back. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. All right, guys. Well, this is it. The last segment of 2013. Like, you know, it's like we said before, it's been great hanging with everybody. Uh, the crew is family. Jamie's been on for a solid year. It's been great. It's she's uh, now Jamie. When did you feel like you were gonna feel like a true, true member of the crew? Was it? Did you have to have more shows in than Mike? Did you have to be here for longer than him? Did you have to have a year in? Like when did you feel complete here? Um, I think probably when when I fessed up to watching Lord of the Rings as much as he watched Halloween 6. <laughs> That's when you felt like you belong here? <laughs> well, I, you know, at, at that point, I was like, hey, I am one of you mm-hmm. guys, I guess. No, um, I, I've always felt, I felt like I belonged from the beginning. You made sure of that. Good. Yes. I. You know how I locked that in with that changing the logo to putting your hair on there and your eyelashes and blush? You did, a, you know what, and that honestly, that really touched me. It it meant so much to me because you put so much effort into that. Like I really felt like you wanted me to feel like I belonged, and it came through. Yep, you do. And it it meant the world to me. Absolutely. Right now, my back my background uh, for my laptop is the crew is family. The picture that I made with the saw. Wow. 
that's uh, that's my um, wallpaper right now. I'm looking at it. Nice. Now I know Alex, you're not the biggest fan, but holy fuck, dude! I saw the desolation of smog yesterday. Wow, you guys, you want to talk about fucking CGI pushing the limit? I have never seen a core dragon in my life, dude. And I've seen dragons. I've seen a lot of dragons in my day. But, uh, yeah, man, this movie. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Jamie, you're a big fan of this shit, right? Now, we talked about The Hobbit before, too. Your thoughts on, on the first Hobbit? I was kind of bored by the first one. Yes. I felt like there was so much. Yes, I love you. It was like so playing much a video I game. Fucking you know? smother you. <laughs> it was like, you know, walk in, fight some people, walk in, fight some people, walking. Yes. And there were places we've been before, so I wasn't really all that excited. Yes. This right. one has okay. Legolas, though, so I'm I'm kind of more excited. Okay, Jamie, Jamie, I'm so excited. Are you ready for this? They put uh, legless, and they put um, uh, the chick from uh, Lost, who's also in Freddy vs. Jason. Remember how we mentioned that one time? She's in the background. Nobody knows why Kate from Lost is in Freddy vs. Jason. But anyways, moving along. You got those two as the elves, dude. Holy shit. Legless is such a badass. And somebody else brought this point up, and I'd like to fucking steal it and kind of pawn it off as my own. But you know how the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit had, like, um, let's just say a fat kill, like, every other scene or something? Like, you'd see fucking six or seven guys get killed, and then you'd have one really fucking awesome kill. Like, whoa, that was brutal. No exaggeration, you guys. Every kill, if not every other kill, was beyond amazing and something that I've never seen before. You want to talk about different kinds of decapitations, dude. You know, there's one point where this guy gets, like, this guy falls on one edge. It's almost like a seesaw where the other guy flies up in the air. Legolas just fucking takes his fucking sword and just chops his head off right as he comes up and fucking, oh, it's brutal. It's awesome. It's 10 times of awesome, dude. It's so good. This movie is is well, Don't so... say too much because I'm going to go see it over Christmas. So Oh, okay. So, All right. I won't. So... But it, 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 Jamie, it, it really touched me. It touched me in a place where I, I did like it. And, and I will yeah. say that to the... That, and, and you know what, though? I so agree with The Hobbit, and I think that's why you like it. The pacing was so off on that movie. With this one, it's almost three hours. It doesn't... It, it's like, wait, what? And the way they end it especially makes you like, are you fucking kidding me? I want to go back again, like, right now. So, um... You want to talk about movies overall? I know it's not necessarily horror, but you know what, dude? A fucking orc, dude? Those motherfuckers are scary as shit. Oh, and mind you, the lead bad guy, the main orc in this, he's a white guy, white-looking orc, right? Uh, Played by Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Obviously, we all know who who that is, right, Alex? Con! The new guy? The young guy? Yes. Yep. I like him. Yeah, he did a great job in that movie, right? So, he, he, yeah, man. So he plays the new bad guy in this, but not only does he play him, he did motion capture and they do his voice, the voice of, and the motion capture of his face of the dragon smog. 
Like, have you heard of, of this, of them going to such fucking lengths and such a, a great deal to uh, to kind of match what his facial expressions say and this and that? And I'm like, you know, that just really pisses me off. And then I saw the movie and I was like, holy shit, they fucking done it. It's unbelievable, dude. It's absolutely unbelievable. So yeah, um, uh, Lord of the Rings, um, The Hobbit, go see The Desolation of Smog. If you like The Lord of the Rings, it's more like uh, those movies than, than, than the first one, by far. By far. And you want to talk about if you read the book, holy shit, you will be... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna leave satisfied. Let's just put it that way. So, had to share. Sorry, desolation of smog, non horror. I apologize. Go see it. Theater near you. Bilbo Baggins. Is, is, is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, I plan to go see it over the holiday. I was, even though I was not completely crazy about the first Hobbit movie. You know how I was about <laughs> Lord of the Rings before that. I was I was like knee deep in that shit. So I'm looking forward to seeing this one. I'm hoping that it'll be a little bit better, a little bit more exciting. Awesome. And uh, you know, as we wrap it up, just want to say to everybody, thank you, everyone who's been listening since show number one. Yeah, I know that. Well, and apart from you guys making me feel welcome, the listeners were so embracing and so wonderful. And I, I got to tell you, I was nervous. I was nervous because you had people like Matt Wazell, who who was who was like diehard crew super fan, and I was terrified of disappointing all all of these people that had come to love you so much. And you know, it, it's kind of like when Mike replaced Joel on Mystery Science Theater, or um, it, it's like anytime anyone new comes onto the cast. It's it's like a nervous moment, you know. Are they gonna like them? Or are they gonna think they suck, you know? Or is it gonna bring the show down? And everyone made me feel so welcome and so wonderful. And I love everyone out there so much. The feedback has been incredible, and I I'm having a blast. Yeah, I love it, and I love everyone. Yep. Yeah, you fit right in. I understand what you mean. Uh, it does seem like it's a, it's a tough room in here, and you know, people are passionate. Uh, for one reason or another, uh, you know, I, don't, I really don't know exactly what. It's been an experience, and uh, of course, speaking of Mike, you know, it has been a year without him. Uh, he might not like me anymore, but uh, I think I'll always love him as a, as a friend and a part of my past. And um, it's it's still sad to me, you know, how it went down and. Some people know Mike's father passed away um, in mid-November, so uh, we would just like to uh, send our condolences, I guess, if you want to, however you put it. Um, it's sad, and we're, we hope he's getting through this. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like. I agree with that. I mean, I've lost my dad, too, and I do know what that's like, and it's a horrible thing. And before I became part of the show, when I was just visiting on the show... Mike was always really wonderful to me. And uh, so, you know, it is kind of sad the way things things went down. I hate that. I mean, I sort of kind of <laughs> weaseled in there after. And I, you know, I was lucky that I was able to then become a part of the show. But I hate that it was for that reason. Yeah, I, I hated the way everything went down. Uh I might have looked like the bad guy to some people. Uh, sometimes you uh, have to do what's necessary to uh, survive, and I think that's that's all I did. And I don't 
I don't feel bad about that. I don't regret it. And uh, I don't think it was meant to go down any other way. It just, you could tell that something's just bending till it's going to break. And it did. And yeah, that's how it is. But hey, listen, we had a great year. It, it turned out well for us. And uh, there are no regrets. Uh, you can always go back and, uh, you know, uh, try to get together again. Maybe we'll do something in the future. Who knows how we'll feel eventually. I don't know. But it is what it is. So, uh, but, you know, not to leave on a depressing note or anything. But uh, like I said, it's been great. So we want to thank everybody for listening. And we will be back in 2014. Like I said, we have a bunch of new segments coming up. Thank you, everybody, for all your support in the uh, commentaries we've been doing. Check out the newest one, Banana Laser, Jason Lives commentary. I was on that. And if you haven't, check out our Halloween 2 and Return of the Living Dead commentary. You could find all of those on theskeletoncrew.net, which is horrorphilia.com, Horrorphilia Podcast Network. Thanks, Jason Lloyd, for everything you've done all year. You've gone far beyond the call of duty and you owe us nothing and gave us everything and uh i appreciate that like you'll never know bro i love the shit out of that guy yeah jason (laughs) is uh responsible for everything really uh we could thank justin swarens for getting the ball rolling and giving us the motivation to really give it our all because we wouldn't have bothered if he didn't give us that shot on the now defunct horrorbid.com unfortunately it is what it is and we had to walk away when we did it was time uh that was back with the uh are you smarter than a horror podcaster i knew it was time to get out of there we had to go it's just not what i wanted to be a part of anymore uh it's gonna be horrordomain.com pretty soon whatever uh their facebook is still useful though <laughs> So that's cool. Uh, So that's it. So guys, see you next year. Bye.